Left alone, I dressed in the coarse tunic Cletoons had given me. I spent an hour scraping a subtle seam into the wall and hollowing a space inside to hide my robes and pen. I'd supposed whomever the pots and bed belonged to would return at nightfall, and didn't want him coveting what little I had. My thoughts drifted like dreams, and I watched them from afar without feeling even the ache of my cheek any more. I didn't sleep, but sat with my back to the wall and stared at the blurred interior. As the day warmed, the straw mat diffused the scent of urine to fill the hut. I didn't think of rising and stepping outside to escape the smell. Instead, I imagined the scent was part of wrath like the shadow at Artie's door and the smoke above the grove. I felt it saturate through my skin. I gave you my blood. If you want more, seek Laran and feast till you're glutted. The stitches tightened, searing my cheek whenever I opened my mouth. I honored you, betrayer. Are you no god at all? Laerus? The voice from the doorway startled me. My eyes failed to focus, but I knew the voice and recognized the figure from its size alone. Velthar stooped inside and left the canvas door drawn open. Fanning off the straw mat's stench, he grimaced and crouched beside me. He put his hand on my shoulder and kissed the top of my head. "'Up lose with you, son,' he said, drawing back to look at me. "'He'll see you through. I've read your fate, and the omens are all good. Long life and health. This is but a momentary tempering.' I wept then, clinging to Velthar. His mantle smelled of cypress incense. I buried half my face in the woolen folds to comfort myself with the familiar scent. As I cried, Velthar prayed and blessed me, and told me he was arranging Artie's funeral rites. His low voice lulled me. Releasing him, I straightened myself to the posture of a proper pupil and looked in his eyes. I meant to confess I'd sacrificed to wrath, but the Grey Grove's God whispered in my mind, If he knows what you've done, the old priest will abandon you. Alone in the earth you will wither, and no one will pray for you. No one will remember Laerus Vetna. How long the hours stretch, alone inside the earth, when you are forgotten. I looked down, and Velthar patted my shoulder. See what I've brought you? he said, and handed me a bag brimming with dried meat, cheese, bread, and the candied nuts he knew I often craved. Smiling, I thanked him, and my grin hurt all the way to my scalp. Besides the food, he had brought Artie's mirror and comb in the small box in which I kept my own possessions. Long black strands and a few faded grey remained in the comb's teeth, and combing my hair, I mingled them with my own. Velthar spoke, but I heard nothing until he bid me goodbye. I embraced him once more, a solid hug, intended to convey I was manly and indomitable. As soon as Velthar left me, I stashed my box in the hollowed wall. But from the box I drew one item and kept it in my grasp. A wooden man I had begun carving while watching over Artie. I'd once intended to dedicate the figure to Feronia, but after the sunlight faded, 
I fell asleep with the half-formed idol in my hand, and dreamed it a new fate. Waking, I etched Laran deep into the wooden man's chest. Each slashing stroke of my bronze fibulae into the soft wood was a prayer for his pain. I carved words up his legs and across the back to bind him in misery and promise wrath his liver. Hard-packed earth wedged under my nails and caused a prying, slivery pain as I dug the little idol's grave in the hut's back corner. I laid him face down and spat on his back before packing the earth over him.